The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Chulo. Today is Wednesday, February 11th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo two-time Avian Award winner, including the 2015 Avian Award winner for Best Male Newcomer, Rob Piper. Welcome back to the station, Rob. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me. You're welcome, man. I'm doing fantastic. I'm here with the It Guy, of the adult industry right now, Mr. Rob Piper. I'm so glad that uh, you, you came back. I was actually looking through our archives, and I was like, wow, I can't believe it's a year and a half since yeah. you were on the station, your first ever interview ever. And yeah. uh, good grief, your career has taken to incredible heights in this year and a half. Yeah, it has. I mean, and the crazy part of it is that was just a stepping stone. It's just starting right now. Fantastic. I like the sound of that. So uh, we're going to talk all about AVN first, but typically in these one-on-one interviews, I like to get stats out the way because for the most part, the listeners and your fans, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. They only get to see you you know, through the scenes that you've done, photos on the web and whatnot. So let's get some of your physical stats. What's your height and weight? My height is six feet. My weight is 205 pounds. Okay. What's your ethnicity? My ethnicity is I'm African-American, but I have a little bit of German, um, a little mixture of different things in my family because of my heritage and my background, but I'm full African-American. Okay. And what's your zodiac sign? My zodiac sign is a Sag. All right. Happy belated-ish? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And how old are you? I'm 31. Good stuff, man. All right, we got to talk about the AVNs, man, like because you won two AVN awards. You won for Best Male Newcomer, and yeah. you also won for Best Three-Way Sex Scene, Girl, Girl, Boy, which was a scene that you were with Danny Daniels and Anika Albright for Danny Daniels's Deeper. So let's talk about this, man, because this happened recently. This just happened last month in the middle of uh, January, Las Vegas, you know, the the, the big porn convention, AEE, and then you have the convention culminating with the AVN Awards. What was that experience like for you, man? Did you go into the convention and uh, 
the awards thinking that that you had a shot at the prize did you at all think that you were going to go away with some you know some hardware from the award show or you know what was going on through your mind prior to the announcement that you won anything (laughs) the crazy part of it is um like the whole week was it was crazy like it was real crazy um between work between shooting between getting stuff ready for my website and then actually dealing with AVN on its own was just, it was just, it was just a handful. It was a lot. And it was a good experience. You know, you get to see a lot of fans. They come out, you know, you take pictures and you get to mingle with a lot of industry people that you really don't see every day, all day, because the only time you really see them is you coming on set or coming and going. So it was good to, you know, see a lot of people who came out and who were there at AVN. A lot of people wasn't there, but, you know, I was still able to meet a lot of people and see a couple of people who I still want to work with, who I have worked with, directors as well. But, I mean, it's been a whole was great experience. Um, the actual award show, <sighs> man, that was something that I can honestly say. I really, I felt, I felt as though best newcomer. Um, I felt like I bust my ass like all, all all year and I did a lot. I put a lot of work and I didn't expect to win no award, honestly, God treat. And actually knowing after the award show, sitting down at dinner, I'd still never known that I won any award because for me, it's like I didn't expect to win no award. So I said sitting down and it's me, Danny, um, Jewish Jordan, Greg Lansky, Mike Moss, my agent, Sandra McCarthy, we will sit down eating and Danny was like, Rob, we did it, we won. I was seeing you won. I'm like, what? She was like, yeah, I seen you won. And then my agent turned next to me. She was like, you didn't know? I was like, no, I didn't know. What happened? She was like, you guys won. You won two awards. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Excuse me. I was like, shut up. She was like, cursing is yeah, fine. Okay. <laughs> I was like, shut up. She was like, yeah, you won. So I'm like, wow. So for me, it took me back a little bit because actually winning an AVN award was a little bit much because I don't think there was an African-American that ever won Best Male Newcomer. Correct, which actually is what I was going to bring up. In the history of uh, the Best Male Newcomer Award, which this is relatively a newish award, newish in the sense that it's this is only the 12th time that it's been awarded. It uh, officially debuted in 2003, and you are the sole male of color, the sole black male that has ever won Best Male Newcomer. So, I mean, this is pretty awesome, man. Man, it's beyond awesome. I mean, to me, it's like, it's a major accomplishment, and, you know, it only makes room for me to actually now want to climb more heights and actually raise the boss, not only for others, but for myself more so, because if I did that last year without any anticipation on doing anything, but just actually just letting people vibe and, you know, come into my world and see who I am and feel my rap and feel my passion and feel my void. And it's like, for me, it's like, I don't really, I'm a really humble person. So it's like, I don't put my year to say, you know what, I'm going to want to you know what? No, I don't do that. My thing is, I just want people to vibe with me and allow me a challenge, a chance, and just give me the opportunity to actually flourish and showcase who I am on the major stage. And mm-hmm. I mean, so far, so good. My work speaks for itself. Absolutely. I don't think the industry was ready for this man from Louisiana. I mean, man, you know, a lot of people, they, they sit back and they, they, they kind of 
but honestly, you know what? I got to say this. I got to say thank you to my agent, Sandra McCarthy, um, OC Martin as a whole, and Veronica Abloff. I must acknowledge this because when I first met Veronica, before I shot anything, <laughs> we actually ran across each other. And she told me that you're going to go far. As long as you have a positive head on your shoulders, and if you can deliver and be exactly what I think and what I see you can be, you're going to go far. After I was seeing that me and her did for Super Animal Clues 4 for West Coast, it was, to me, after seeing that with her, it was like crazy. Like, that scene was like, literally, I still talk about it right now today. Even, and it's what, a year and plus past. Veronica is a great person, and she always believed in me since we wanted to work together. And she always had good words and good, you know, good faith and good hope for me. So I really appreciate Veronica. Good stuff, man. That's great to hear. It's it's nice to have champions for oneself, uh, especially in, you know, in the industry that you're in. Uh, so uh, good stuff, man. And uh, I'm Definitely. very happy for you, man. Like, we were, like, the first people to to feature you in an interview and and i'm so excited that such great things have happened to you in this year and a half oh yeah i like to thank a lot of people because i mean don't get me wrong like i put my work in and i work i I bust my ass and i work hard but honestly i like to thank people who gave me the opportunity to actually step on a major stage and a major scale and flourish and show my showcase my talents greg hansky mike march juice jordan more so for sure, the lovely award winning Dan Dan Daniels and Annika Albright for just actually sharing a moment with them and actually Danny giving me a chance because there's a lot of males, black African males who she could have put in her movie, but she chose me, she picked me and I'm happy that I got picked to do the scene with her and Annika because I love a challenge and Every time me and Annika get together and work together, it's crazy. Like, her passion is crazy. Her energy is crazy. So, me wanting to work with Danny and never work with Danny. Because, honestly, when I see Danny, I don't see a performer. I see a woman. You know what I mean? I see a very respected, a respectful woman who, when you see her, her presence speaks for herself and she glows. So, it's like her soul is very, she's very humble. She's very, she's. Man, I don't, I can't even put it in words. But Danny, I, I really, I really respect her, and I really appreciate it. I thank her for allowing me the opportunity to be in her movie. Thank you. Good stuff, man. So total, the amount of time that you've been in the game, it's two years, right? It's not. It's close. Almost. It's close. When's the two-year yeah, anniversary? Two the two-year anniversary will be in two months. Okay. Two months. Oh, okay, so we were we had you fresh out the gate yeah, when you were on because our interview was in May of 2013. Yes. All right now. Cool, man. Very cool. Okay, so for those out there that may have missed that first interview, which I highly recommend you go to poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives, and you can download that interview. Just check the uh, the May 2013 folder. Can you fill them in on exactly how you got into the adult industry? Because what I do remember is that it's a very interesting and unique story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. It really is. Um, one night, 
I just was up for it. Um, and I ran into an ad, and an ad, it was for my agency. And I filled out the ad, and I did everything. I sent them back, and next thing I know, thing like two days later, two, three days later, my agent called me back, who's my agent currently right now, still today. And she was like, I want to set up an interview, so I want you to come in, blah, 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 so forth and so on. Long story short, I went into the office. The moment my agent seen me, she was actually ready for me to sign paperwork, well, which is a contract to actually be a part of OC Modeling. Like, we talked literally probably for, I feel, a good 10 minutes. And she asked me three questions. Am I sure I really want to do porn? Yes. How do you know you really want to do porn? And I told her. For me, I was a fan of porn. And it just something that happened. I didn't think she was going to actually call me out on it. So when she did, it was like kind of like, okay, so you filled it out. You said you want to do porn. She's calling you. What do you want to do? How do you handle this? Okay, go to sign for it. Let's go for it. So signed paperwork. Went to the office, signed paperwork. She told me, drop my pants. <laughs> she said, drop my pants. And she seen, she seen me, and then from that point on, then it was done. And she was another person from day one who always told me, "I'm going to go far, and I am going to be one of those, one of the top males in this business. As long as my performance can match what she feels right now, face to face, like that woman believed in me before I even get a scene. So." Home is where the heart is, and I'm thankful and I'm happy to be a part of OC Milan. I will remain a part of OC Milan until the day I resign from the adult industry. Cool, good stuff, man. So, was porn something that you had at all thought about doing in the past prior to seeing that ad, or like what inspired you to like fill out the application? Honestly, um. I grew up. I grew up in a lifestyle of, you know, like sex and like just the, the crazy wild life. And as a young and like I was young, like I was nine, eleven, twelve years old, like hanging with my older cousin Shamar Allen. Like you know, he's he's really one of the real reasons why I am this guy right now because I hung out with him. He's way older than me. Like I was, I wasn't even supposed to be with him. He was a senior in high school, a junior in high school, and I'm, I'm not. Even, I'm I'm still in elementary school. You know what I mean? And I'm hanging out with my older cousins and, you know, so forth and so on. But it's like, I grew up in a lifestyle and it was nothing never new to me. Like, I mean, I broke my virginity like 11 years old. So it's like, for me, it's like, I've been a part of this whole lifestyle. I lived my life fast. I grew up, I grew up fast. You know what I mean? So it's like, for me growing up in the South, you know what I mean? It's like, there's only a few options and only a few things that you're going to to get into. And for me, like, sex was always a hobby for me. It was a hobby. It wasn't like a fetish. It wasn't like a, a perverted thing. It was a hobby. Like, I always wanted to make people happy. I always wanted to satisfy and please girls. I used to watch porn to want to know why she's hiding, why she's moaning, why she's moving like that in this situation or that, or that position. So for me, it was more of a studying thing. Like, I was a student of porn. And now, I feel like, you know, I want to be that person that stand up and give sex classes and sex 101 and this and that because all oh, right now there's a lot Do of ways dr piper sex man. consultant <laughs> sexologist sure. but yeah like i just i grew up in it and it is what it is yeah i am absolutely man 
now, I mean, obviously, to anyone that's seen your scenes, they, I mean, we all know that you're packing something special down there. So my question is, like, did you know how much you were packing? Like, did you know that you had something big prior to being honestly, in the adult industry? Honestly, people may look at me and they be like, yeah, you crazy, you know. But I didn't seem that, I mean, you got Lex. You got Fred Nice, you got Mendingo, you got guys in this industry who have bigger, you know what I mean, than me, but that's why I don't, that's why I feel like my dick is average, you know what I mean, compared to these guys, and it's like, you know, it's not to compare dicks, but, I mean, you know, normal, but it's like, I mean, these guys got bigger dicks than me, so it's like, for me, I always look at mine, that's like, it's, it's average, but... When people see it, <laughs> working this, like, oh my God, like, I guess it's not average. <laughs> so for me, I don't look at it to where it's like, oh, I got the biggest dick, or I got this, or I got that. Nah, I just, I do my thing, I stay in my own world, I stay in my own, in my own bubble, and I just have tunnel vision. Like, I don't, I don't worry about anything else or nobody else. My thing is to fill every void possible and make every female in this industry feel my wrath of who I am and want to work with every top girl in this industry and if you are not a top girl and if you are a girl who just i don't know like you have something that attracts me or you are the top female in this industry i want to work with you because i want the chemistry and the passion that i have to rub into your world and after this scene that we do i promise you i will be on a request list for you to work with me more and more again there you go. In my opinion, you are clearly on your way to becoming one of the premier male performers, the premier male talent in the adult industry. You've been in the game. Yeah, you are, man. Like, that's for real. I mean, uh, unless you do s something colossally stupid, which I don't believe you are, because you are a businessman and a business man so uh so i know that your career is headed straight to the top you know it's it's continuing that trajectory so my question for you is since you've been in the game for almost two years now and your career continues to go to new heights like every you know every six months or so it seems like you know you're you're you know shooting with this top company and then another you know couple months you're shooting with another top company what do you attribute this success to what do you attribute your success so far in the industry because for the most part you know the average joe you know performer a performer b male performer in the industry you know someone who's been in the game for two years they're not necessarily worth working with some of the incredible companies and as well as the top tier female performers that you're working with so what do you feel this success can be attributed to um actually i think not really more so i think I just give it, I give it all to honestly myself first and my agent. Like, I'm with a damn good agency. And OC Miley as a whole is incredible. Like, from talent to the agents to like just the whole family as a whole. And I think I credit everything back to where I come from. Um, like, I come from, I come from nowhere. I come from this, I come from the bottom of the map. I come from New Orleans. And, you know, I come from. <laughs> having my back against the wall by any means. And for me, it's like, I don't look backwards. I only go forward. So it's like, 
me knowing where I come from and me having, you know, like being out here and sacrificing, you know, day to day, being away from my family, being away from, you know, my kids. Every day sacrifice and my grind and my passion is for them. Like, it's not about me. Like, I'm just trying to make a way to provide a better way and a better situation so that, you know, I can provide a way that my family and my kids can actually just have a better life than I had as a kid. So, like, for me, every day for me is a sacrifice is a grind. And, you know, I don't take no day lightly. I don't take no moment, no second, no minute, no hour lightly. It's like, yeah, you're just as good as your last shoot. And I live every day like it's my last. I attack it like it's my last. And I really go hard and I grind like I'm starving, like I'm hungry and I don't have nothing to eat. I don't have a house. I don't have nothing to hunger. So my thing is, I need that. And I, I got to get that. Like, I can't I can't go a moment a second without it. And if you give me the opportunity, I promise you, I'll never let you down. And I mean, for me, I try to actually keep my vision on business because a lot of people in the industry don't, don't look at it as business. You know what I mean? It's a business. It's a business. It's a big out of industry. And it's like at the end of the day, it's like you got to treat it like it's a big out of industry. And you got to keep the standard of a male performer and a female performer high because we showcase to the world as, sorry to say it, but we're entrepreneurs of different people of different societies. And it's like people look up to us as they look up to the president. Or this is like to look up to any actor or rapper or whatever it is, but it's like real public figures. So it's like you have to carry yourself, not just on set, off set. Like everywhere you go, you're a public figure. People know you, people recognize your face. So it's like you got to be mindful of who you are, where you are, the things you do, how you carry yourself, et cetera, et cetera, because you not only represent yourself, you represent these companies. You represent these major companies, your agency. You know what I'm saying? Like everything you do, it's watched. So for me, it's like, I'm me, and I'm me every day, all day. But it's like I'm not reckless. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not out of. The, I'm not out of the loop of knowing that. Okay, this is the business that I am. Like I'm representing an like, industry, not just an uh, agency, not just myself. I'm representing an industry. So for me, it's like I gotta carry myself and carry the torch because, I mean, if I don't, who will? And that's how I look at it. So it's like for me, if I mess up, I mess up for everybody, especially as a black African-American man, you know what I mean, who, in mm-hmm. all actuality, like, you know, it's slim to none. So it's like, when you have the torch, hold it and walk right with it and stride in the best stride that you can ever stride in your life. So it's like, for me, it's like, you know, you look back to Dr. King, you know, like all these days that lead up to anything of a black African-American, it comes from way back. So it's like, for me, moments and days like this that I have right now, I'm thankful for it. Like, I'm very well thankful for it because it's like, there's not too many positive, smart people who walk the face of the dirt as an African-American man who won't drop the ball. I'm not perfect. Do I do things that's not right? Of course, we all do. I'm we human. But at the same time, I will never do nothing reckless and dumb that actually makes me fall victim to, uh, just another black or whatever. No, I'm not. Like, when you see me and you speak my name, you're going to speak greatness. You're going to see greatness. And you, you, you're going to get nothing but good out of me. I like that answer. Good answer, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, <laughs> so we were talking about this incredible nearly two years that you've been in the business. In these two years, I mean, you've done fantastic scenes for some of the most popular websites 
on the internet, you know, from Black Zone Blondes to, uh, you know, Burning Angel to Naughty America and even most recently Brazzers. You made your Brazzers debut. Congratulations on that. Thank you. You're welcome. So my question for you is, because there are all different types of websites out there that you've been on in in the sense of, of how they produce their scenes and what type of scenes they do. You know, some are more what they like to call reality-based. Some are more gonzo-ish. Some are more, as I like to call them, skip-based, where, you know, there's a little bit yeah. of, of an acting kind of setup beforehand before they get into the actual hardcore sex. So my question for you is, do you find yourself preparing for a scene differently you know preparing yourself mentally depending on the type of scene that you have to perform in for sure um i look at it like um as if like if i don't take this serious it could be my last shoot so it's like every day it could be it could be just a normal scene i'm doing some kind of homework in some kind of way because at the end of the day you can't never underestimate or never overlook anything because the first day you do that's the first day it could be a bad day for you. So every day is a hard-working day. I don't give a damn if I'm working with an amateur. It doesn't matter. It's a hard-working day because the moment you underestimate somebody is the moment it happens. Exactly the moment it happens. But I prepare, I study, I do homework, I research, I see who I'm working for, what girl I'm working with, and at some point, it's something that you need to look out for because if you overlook it, that's the moment that that person will actually make that day a very harsh hard day for you and it's not in a bad way but at the same time it's like for guys it's more it's more mental than anything so it's like you gotta know how to pace yourself you gotta know how to just actually wait for certain moments to actually turn on and turn on and turn on so it's like for me i study i do homework if i have scripts i go over my lines i read my scripts and if i'm working with whoever the female may be I go look at her scenes, I look at her last scene, I look at whatever recent scene that she has and see what does she like better, what position does she like better, what she's in most to where you see where she's comfortable at and then it's like once I do my homework and watch her scenes, once I get to set with her, you know, we sit down, we talk and I introduce myself and it's just said the hospitality. But from that point on in, it's like, you know, my passion and my energy, it rubs off on them. Like, I'm a part of the universe. So it's like, if I can buy the thing, you got good energy, there's going to be a crazy thing. Because if you got good energy, I got good energy. So it only can lead to one great thing. And the thing is, like, for me, every time I work with anybody, you will think that we've been working together for years, or weeks, or months, because I do my homework. And when I come to set, I'm going to give you everything and above me. Like, I'm not going to leave. If I leave set and I'm energetic and I'm happy and I'm not a little bit, like, want to go more or whatever it is, because there's a lot that goes on in crazy scenes that people don't see, but I do my homework. Trust me, yes, I do. For those out there that are tuning in that uh, have never had the chance to see a Rob Piper scene, how would you describe your fuck style for them? Man... You know what's so crazy? I won't even call it a fuck style. Um, I just say that you just have to just come into my world, come to Piper's world, and you just gotta vibe with me for me, and you gotta live in that moment. You know, living in that moment, I don't really know how to explain it. It's not it's something that I can't really can't explain. 
like I can't I can't really write a, a book about me or give you any you just gotta vibe with me you gotta rock with me for for, for me and mm-hmm. if you're in that moment I can let you describe it but I don't I don't know how to put it into words hashtag Piper Gang yes 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 Gang is serious oh right now so, yeah. These past two years, as I said, you've been doing some incredible work for fantastic websites and production companies. Over these past two years, what has been one of your most memorable shoots, and uh, why? Can you share with uh, us a little bit about that shoot? Man, I'm going to honestly say, you know, Danny. (laughs) Danny, my thing is eyes. Between Danny... Annika and Asa Akira. When I work with Danny for for her for her innovation movie, like just actually, I think the picture speaks for itself. Don't even get into the video yet. I was standing there, we was doing skills, and Greg was shooting, looking into Danny's eyes. My eyes started to tear up. <laughs> it's crazy, but sadly as it sounds, like looking into her eyes and then actually staring into her eyes it's like i was staring and beaming into her soul and once the sex happened it was like the scene elevated through the roof and after it was over greg honestly said this scene will possibly be up for avian this will be a war winning scene i kid you not this is what this man said to me and to our face after the scene was directly over after I met it. That's what he said. And the thing was, it's like, Danny is just a beautiful woman. Annika is a beautiful woman. And both have passion and energy to die for. And when I first shot with Wicked for Brad Armstrong for our side Kara movie, Hollywood, being a lead role in her movie, it was, it was amazing just to actually walk on set and then Brad Armstrong tell me, you're the lead. And I was never the lead at all, nowhere possible. I worked with John John. I worked with Derek Hughes. I mean, these guys have been anxious way before me. And John John is a legend. So John John been anxious way before me. And it's like, we need a new guy. I walk in on set and I just get told, you're the lead. And I'm working with Asa. And then it's like the moment me and her actually locked eyes. From sexing to steals, it was consistent, nonstop fire. And I still haven't watched that scene. And I know for sure, just from watching the trailer, it was hot. It was, it, it, it was, it was a bit over the top. And I like to appreciate everything and everybody who actually gave me the opportunity. And I think Danny... I think Annika, I think Greg Lansky, I think Brad Armstrong, Wicked, and Asa Kira for the opportunity of working with these incredible, lovely women. Well, I've seen the scene, and I can vouch for it. It was very good. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. So you you sort of, I guess, maybe gave me a a couple of names that... uh, are maybe part of this answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. In these two years, or in these almost two years, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? 
in two periods when of last year or this year? When the past two ish years or almost two years that you've been in the business, who have been some of your favorites? Oh man, my favorites that I've worked with is Danny Daniels, Annika Albright, oh, Veronica Avlov, Shay Fox, Asa Kira, um, Keisha Gray. Oh my God, the list, the list, the list. Um, even honestly, and I calf, I must say this. Mer- Marilyn Monroe, even working with Allie Hayes, working with Chloe Amore, um, Capri Cavalli, um, Ash Hollywood. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a good list. Man, I just worked with Capri and Ash, not too recently, for my latest Naughty America scenes. And Ash Hollywood is an amazing, amazing, amazing talent. She's a beautiful woman. Capri, likewise. I mean, you can't ask for a better lineup and you can't ask for anything better. And I also have to say the lovely, beautiful Jillian Jensen. Like, Jillian is amazing. Even Katrina Jade, she is incredible. It's a lot of women in this industry who I've worked with and honest to God, true. Like, I'm thankful that I have had the opportunity to work with some amazing, amazing, incredible women in this industry. And I'm still haven't reached you know, a lot of people, even Nikki Ben, she's amazing. She's incredible. Like, it's so many people that I still haven't worked with, but I'm thankful for Nikki Ben for her opportunity that she gave me to work in her movie. And, man, it's a lot of women. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And my thing is, I want to work with every top girl in this industry. And one person on my list. That okay. Is, well, well, let me let me actually ask the question because you're actually you're like leading me directly to it. Who have okay. you not worked with that you would love to work with? Who's Ooh. on your list of must must work with? Um. Yes, I would love to work with Jessica Bangkok. I would nice. Peace. I would Very love nice. to work with some Belly, some Abriel. I would love. To work with Kissa Sins. Good choices. I would love to work with. Hmm. Misty Stone. Wow, I'm surprised that hasn't I happened yet. Man, and I was supposed to work with Misty, and I was sick. I had the flu. And the shoot had to get canceled and rescheduled. <sighs> that hurt it. <laughs> I wanted to work with Missy. It's like, it's rare that I get to work with my own kind. Just like when I do grab that moment, I go for it. But um, there is a lovely, beautiful woman named Ronnie Evans that I would love to work with. 
I would love to work with hmm, Martin Lee. It's a lot of names in this industry that, oh my God, I can just go on and on and on and on and on. But it's a lot of names that I would love to work with. Well, that's a good list right there, man. Some something for the fans and the listeners to look forward to you achieving you know in the near future. Who? Angelina White. Angela White. I would love to work with Carly Cush, Ali Ray. It's man, it's a lot of names in this industry that I haven't worked with that I would love to work with. Speaking of names in the industry, hmm? what'd you say? Go ahead. No, what were we gonna say? I was about to say even Aaliyah Love. I haven't worked with her yet, but I would love Gianna Nicole. I would, it's a lot of women down there where you're at in the three hundred five that I would love to work with. You gotta come on down, man. You got the Bang Bros connection. Man, I would love to. <laughs> they got to get you on the bus. Oh, yes. I need to. <laughs> Absolutely. That's one bus pass that uh, you'll be happy to have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, speaking oh, yeah. of names, speaking of names, since we're on the topic of uh, names in the adult industry, since you are still, in my opinion, a, a newcomer, I mean... You know, it's only two years. That's not a long time. You're still... I mean, I wouldn't call you a fresh face in the industry, but you're still a newcomer to the business. Yeah. Who are some of the people that you look up to in the adult industry? Are there any performers or directors that uh, you look up to, look up to their career trajectories? Oh, man, that's a lot of people I look at. Before I even got in the industry... um, Matt Turner, Mr. Marcus, Prince Joshua, um, Mandingo, Lexus and Steel. Like, it's a lot of performers that, you know, for me as a fan, watching these guys do what they do and, you know, looking at them, what it's like, I actually felt the love and I felt the respect from every last single one of these guys because for me, these, these people who paid the way for me, Tyson B. William right now today and Shane Diesel, Jack Napier, Shawn Michaels, you know what I mean? It's like, after I won the award, it was like nothing but love. Like, it was love, like from everybody. Anyway, it, it wasn't no, there wasn't no like cold shoulder. It wasn't no, it was straight support. It was love and everybody reached out. They tweeted, they, you know, they, they congratulated me and, Actually feeling that, it was like, you know, my thing is this. I would love to actually be a part of everybody's legacy at some point. Or even have everybody come together and do a project together. Because the thing is, in the industry, at some point, egos clash, egos clash. And people try to like segregate us and make us, you know, like rise up and fight against each other. But at the end of the day, it's like to me, my thing is unity. And looking up to these guys, and you know, looking up to Greg Lansky, looking up to Mason, Brett Armstrong, Barry Blade, um, Jim Camp. 
like looking up to all these directors and you know shooter uh bang bros monica you know like looking up to all these people who you know they've been here and listening to taking advice and chiming in and, 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 and coming in and sweet sneaking in on conversations and listening to like just the knowledge of wanting to know any and everything about the ins and outs of the industry and performing even now more sort of director side because that's where i'm trying to transition over to right now and start shooting my own movies because i want to put out my own series of rob piper like i want mm-hmm. to be the male who can cast his own movie and shoot it and put it out and my website is going to be a host to start all of this but i mean it's a lot of people in the industry who i look up to and me i'm a person like you know i take advice i sit down i listen and whatever i can get from anybody as information as knowledge and to actually help me better like not just as a performer but just as a man in general you know what i mean so it's like even mike knox you know major 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 props to him alone by himself i mean this guy is amazing so it's like for me i i gotta thank and pay the and acknowledge and respect the people who actually you know put me in certain places Jewish jordan put me in certain places to actually be where i am right now today even first and foremost west coast productions terry burton you know like they really started my career off with the West Coast thing, and Jim Camp is one person who shot my actual first scene, The Blacks on Blinds, with um, Arby James. So it's like, you know, for me, I got, I got, I got, I got to pay the way, and I got to, I got to say my things and my con- con- congrats to these people who actually put me in a position to actually stand up and be the person I am right now. But right now, it's nothing because there's a lot of things that I have to accomplish. There's a lot more that I have to do. Like I said, right now, I'm just getting started. Well, I certainly can't wait to see what you're going to do next, man. With your answer, you're actually leading me directly into my next question. I love this, man. I mean, you're making my life easier. I don't have to come up with transitions (laughs) because you're you're coming up with the transitions for me, which is fantastic. Out of all (laughs) the performers in the business... Who have you developed like close friendships with? And this can be this is obviously uh, I'm asking about uh, male and female performers. Like who are some of your buddies, your homies in the adult industry? Man, that's a real serious tough question because um, me I'm a, I'm a, I'm one person. Um, I'm real to myself. I'm real. I love my own space. I love I love my peace. I love my silence. And I'm not a really friendly person because don't take this the wrong way because I'm not really a friendly person just because of where I come from and me knowing how people are right now today. And I know people can kind of set you up for failure, but I'm cool with the industry as a whole. Do I have close, 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 close friends? Yeah and no. But I can honestly say, you know, I really sit down and I talk to Flash Brown. Um, I talk to Nat Turner um, a lot. Like Nat was, Nat is a person more so that, like right now, today, you know, me and him sit down and talk. And, you know, Nat is a guy who 
honestly, when I first started in porn, before I even got in porn, I was watching him and Justin Clare do their thing. And that's the people who I actually really looked up to. And really, I watched a lot. So it's like, for me, Matt Turner, um, Flash Brown, Barry Blade, director, um, me and my agent is very close. Me and my agency as a whole, it's like family. So it's like, for me, I just stay close to my agent. Um, and she's been in this industry for years and she was even going to perform myself. Like, she's like a mother to me. She's like, she's everything. I mean, Sandra is literally like, I, I just thank her for everything that she's doing for me and everything that she has put me in position to actually flourish and do. So I can honestly say first and foremost, overall, my agent is like my best friend, Sandra McCarthy. I like that. I like that. That's nice, man. As I've been saying, I mean, your career has skyrocketed within the past almost two years. You've done so much work. What's the most amount of scenes that you've had uh, to shoot in a day? Most amount of scenes I had to shoot in a day. I would possibly say, hmm, two scenes. Possibly three scenes. Three scenes is three scenes. Three scenes. Three scenes in one day. Okay. So that's that's considered a busy day. So typically you shoot, I would say, like about one scene. Like how many scenes a week, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. In a week's time frame. Like an average week. An average week. Five. Six okay. Scenes. Not bad. That's a good uh, couple of paychecks right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no complaints yes, from is. Rob Piper. I don't know, sir. Speaking of the scenes... I love the hardworking day. Oh, okay. Pun intended. But I'm bumped. It went over Rob Piper's head. <laughs> there, you got no, it. I got it. Five I minutes later. It. <laughs> as long as you got it. that That's the most important yeah, part. Yeah, I got it. Yes. Speaking of scenes, do you watch your own scenes or films? Is that something you try to do, or are you the type of person that uh, doesn't, uh, isn't, you know, Actually, isn't interested in watching themselves? Oh, most definitely I do. They help me better myself as who I am as a performer. Because, I mean, like, you know, I get from watching, I can play football, so it's like, it's like watching film. Like, you only, get, you only get better by watching yourself. You can never know what you did wrong if you never watch yourself. So it's like, when I'm in certain scenes, like, I couldn't I couldn't have my hand right there. Or I could have moved here. I could have opened up a little bit more here. Or I could have turned her a little bit more. I could have held her and made her arch her body up a little more. So it's like, everything I do, I critique everything because, like, I want to make every scene that I have or whoever I'm shooting with, like, great. Not a good scene. I want a great scene. Just so like the positioning the hands, the body, the angles, like everything I look at, faces, like when was I hiding my face? Was I turning her face too too much to one side or whatever it was? So it's like for me, everything matters. And yes, I do watch my scenes and that helps me become a better performer. Next scene for the next scene for the next scene. 
Speaking of porn in general, how old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? I was, oh man, what, 10? Mm-hmm. I was 10 years old. I think I was 10 years old the first time I watched a porno. I want to switch up the tone a bit of the interview, and I want to talk about some of the serious issues in the industry. And uh, my first question for you is about family. Does your family okay. know about your career in the business? And if so, how do they feel about it? Um, Honestly, it's funny you say that because I have plans on going home like next month and literally telling my family, which I think they really do know already. Mm -hmm. But the mother of my kids know. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. And honestly, to God's truth, I care. But at the same time, if they didn't care to like what I did, it really wouldn't matter to me because it's my life. You know what I mean? And I live it, you know what I mean, above and on the means and the standards of how I want to live my life and how I see fit because it's my life, not theirs, it's mine. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't really know. And if they don't know, they will know because I will tell them. And whatever happens and whatever comes from it, I mean, hey, I mean, it's, it's reality, it's life. I mean, I'm a person, I don't hide who I am. I don't, I don't I'm not ashamed of anything I do. I don't regret anything. I don't take anything back. Like, if I did it, I did it. And if I didn't, I didn't. And I, and I didn't, I didn't. So it's like, for me, what you possibly may feel about me, if it's good or bad, it really don't matter to me because I'm okay with standing up on top of a ladder and showing the world who I am. Mm -hmm. Everybody else may not be, but when they go inside, they close the door, they're the same person like me. Just like, what is it for you to come out the closet and come out your, come out your front door and be okay with who you are? When you look at yourself in the mirror, before you walk out of your house, you're okay with it. But when all eyes is on you, you're not okay with it. You want to hide it. I don't think that's okay. I think people like that should be should be cast away in a, in, in, in a special in a special holding cell towards fraud because it's like, if you're not okay with who you are, then don't be that person at all. Like, at all. Like, don't be this person one moment in one minute of your life and then when it's time for you to get put on front street and like actually really showcase who you are, oh, you don't want to do it. So why set yourself up for failure? If you're that person, be that person 365 days a year, every day, all day, and be okay with it. Because for me, I'm fine with me. That's why I'm in the industry I am in. Because I'm okay with my sexuality. I'm okay with casting it. I'm okay with showing that. And at the end of the day, it's like a lot of people in life who, to me, honestly, everybody's a porn star. Because if, if you can go have sex with Joe Blow and who knows for money, <laughs> you're doing the same thing. You're just not you're just not showing it on camera. At least you don't know it's on camera, <laughs> or at least you don't know it's being recorded or whatever the call the situation may be. But it's like if you can be this high class freak or escort behind closed doors, what is if you do it on, in a in a natural, legal, legitimate, safe industry in this business? and brand yourself and become somebody other than just a groupie, an escort, whatever it may be. But it's like, for me, I'm, I'm okay with standing up and saying, hey, this is me, Rob Piper. I'm okay with me. If you want to see, 
this is my scheme. You can Google me. You can contact me on Twitter at robpiper.com. You can contact me on Instagram at the real Rob Piper, D-A-R-E-A-L, Rob Piper. Or you can contact my agent for business at OC Modeling. So for me, my hand to the air, I'm okay with being me and standing up and saying, yeah, I'm okay with my sexuality and I don't care. It's a showcase and I show it to the world. Look at Rob Piper sounding so damn profound. I feel like we just had like a Dr. <laughs> Phil moment or some shit. I loved it. <laughs> oh, thanks. You're welcome. That's how it is, though. It's a lot of people, man. They, they yeah. just, just be okay with them. Like, it's okay. I you'll agree. be amazed yeah. at people. You'll be amazed at the people who say, you know what? I'm just like you. And you'll be amazed at the people once people start being okay with who they are. A lot of people, a lot of people don't follow suit. Think about it. No, it's a very lot true. Of yeah. They're not even like eating fucking pussy until people started rapping about it. A lot of people didn't start wearing skinny jeans until their wings started wearing skinny jeans. A lot of people wasn't, didn't want to be a stripper until it became a thing to be a stripper because females in the South actually made a statement that you don't like me being a stripper, but I make more money than you. Or you can go to the strip club and see a stripper make 20000 30000 in a night. That's a whole year's salary. <laughs> That's a teacher's salary. Or you can have, like, it, it is crazy. Just like for me, I, 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 take, I take my passion. I don't take the paycheck. I take my passion. My passion is everything I'm into, and I love doing it. I don't, I don't, do, I don't do things for money. I do things because I'm passionate about it, and that's what I like to do. So if I like to fuck and I like to have sex, why not make it, why, why not make it a legitimate business and make something out of it? If I like to be a stripper, why not make it a legitimate business and make something out of it? You like to walk around with your butt naked? Okay, get paid for it. Like... There's a way to make everything a professional business out of anything that people do in life. It's, 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 if you look at TV, it's our, it's our reality. It's all over the world right now. So there's no reason to hide anything because everybody's doing it. So don't do it because everybody's doing it, though. Do it because that's what you're passionate about. Do it because that's who you are. Do it because this is you. When a person see me, you're going to know that's me. Like, that's him. He's been that way since he was in high school. It, it, like he, yeah, that's him. He been that way. Like I ain't just become a person. It. I've been this person since I was like, you know, a little bitty person. My mom didn't believe it. At the end of the day, it's like I'm okay with showcasing. You should too. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Rob Piper is part Doctor Phil, part Iyanla Van Zant. I mean, it, it's fantastic. <laughs> Rob Piper, fix our lives. Exactly. Yes. And you know what's the crazy part? It's already fixed. It's just all it, it just it's just the initiation of people just saying, Okay, this is me. Mm-hmm. And the world already noticed you because you was born that way. You was born naked. You was born a sin. You was like we have sex because it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen. Like that's the greatness that's one of the great things about life. And of course. So it's like I, run I love how you it. got all proper with it. Intercourse. You gotta stand up and be a part of reality because reality is here for you to be a part of. It wasn't here for you to run away from. I like that. 
All right, Rob Piper, since we're on the topic of family, and since prior to the interview, you said that I could ask you anything. So this certainly falls mm-hmm. into the anything category. You mentioned that you have children. So yeah. my question for you is, at what age are you going to tell them about what daddy does for a living? When, when they're well understanding of that conversation. And which is soon, because I have one that is about to be 13 this year, June 3rd. So, I mean... Rob Piper started I'm, early. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, I lived early. I'm telling you, it's not a game. <laughs> I was out there. Rob Piper's been doing was, nasty stuff for a while. Hey, I've been doing the nasty. Intercourse. Intercourse. There you go. Intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I've been blowing. Ain't that the truth? Is there a misconception or myth about performers, porn stars, that you would like to dispel? Oh, yeah. It's a major, major. I like the fact of stereotypes, um, pointing the finger. And people judging people and saying, "Oh, you just you a porn star? You just do? Are you just porn star?" Honest to God, there's people in this industry who is well off, who is very business oriented and very successful in a lot of ways. You just don't know it because the only thing you see them as is for porn. So, and this piggybacks on me doing my blog site because I want to do blog talk radio. I want to do my blog thing because it's like for me, I don't, and it's not just for me, it's for anybody who want to actually be a part of it and chime in on it and feedback on it. But it's like, this is me doing something for the industry as a whole because there are people who are successful and it's not about money. It's not about money at all, but they're successful in this industry and people really have accomplished a lot of things. A lot of things. And it's like a lot of people, they don't know that because they don't ever take the contacts. They know and figure out what that person has going on, what this person has going on, what that person has going on. And from directors to talent, it's people in this industry. First of all, I'm just going to say this. This is a billion-dollar industry. So I'm going to let that speak for itself. And if you're ignorant to the facts and not understand that, then you need to be a part of this conversation. But this industry is an industry of success and sacrifice. And the fact that you sacrifice your sacrifice is well worth it if you're attacking it for the right reason. And there's a lot of people in this industry who, you know, they don't take advantage of situations. And there's a lot of people who have took advantage of a lot of situations that have came their way. Me, my thing is now, no opportunity wasted. So it's like, that is a motto of me. And that is a motto that I really hope a lot of people really start focusing on in this industry because now is now. And once now is gone, it's gone. So no opportunity wasted. And if you don't waste an opportunity, it's going to speak for itself. And this year, I want to be one of those people who stand up and say, now, no opportunity wasted. So I'm going to actually give back, not just to the community, not just to porn, but to society, to what's life, and I want to be a product in my environment this year. 
and I will be, and I am, and the world will see what I have in store. I can't wait, man. Another topic that I think is really interesting to sort of uh, ask a performer about, especially male performers, because for the most part, I mean, unless you're, you know, a, a veteran, male, your male performers typically aren't getting interviewed that much. So having you on certainly is a treat for, for the listeners because they're getting a chance to hear, you know, the ideas and thoughts of uh, not only a face in the industry that's skyrocketing but also a male performer of color in the industry so my question for you is about competition in your opinion is there any competition amongst male performers in the adult industry and i'm particularly interested in hearing your answer because you are a performer that's skyrocketing. I mean, you've done incredible work. You've been working with some of the top companies. You mentioned Wicked Pictures. I mentioned Brazzers, Naughty America, Blacks and Blondes, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Jules right. Jordan, Evil Angel. I mean, incredible companies. And you've been churning out phenomenal scenes with some of the top-tier female performers in the industry. And, of course, you just won two AVN Awards. So do you feel any competition among your fellow male performers? Because, I mean, there are esteemed veterans in the business that haven't had as good a two years as you have. Exactly. Um, do I see competition? I don't even understand that as a word because... Or even as a sentence, as a phrase, or as a statement. But I'm going to say no because I don't even look at it as competition. Um, I look at it to as like, if it's competition, it should be competition for the right reason, not for the wrong reason. It's like for me, when I do a scene and you know somebody watching my scene and they see my scene or they on set watching me as I'm doing my scene, I didn't do that to tell you I'm better than you. I did that for you to actually stand up and give you motivation to do your scene now because it's like. When people see me, and they see my color, the next brother of my same time, they see him. So I'm not representing myself. I'm representing every person in this industry as a whole. And competition, do I see competition? No. Is there anybody um, that I feel that I am in competition with? No, because there's only one guy, Piper. There's only one Flash Brown. There's only one Prince Joshua. There's only one Jason Brown. There's only one Matt Turner. There's only one Shawn Michaels. So it's like, for me, no. I don't see no competition. I don't, I don't see it as competition. And when I watch, like, any one of my brothers' scenes, and I see them, like, if it's a real good hot scene, I'm applauding. I'm, I'm retweeting. I'm, I'm reposting. And I'm quoting the tweet because it's like, you need to see this scene because it's hot. Not just because it's this person. Oh, it's hot. It's a good scene. And it's like, for me, it's a lot of sex that go on in the industry. But do you get great scenes? Possibly not. So when you do get a good scene, I got to stand on top of that. I got to represent that. I got to push that. Because that's what the industry needs to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those hot moments. Those hot scenes. I approve of that answer. But... I will say there are performers out there that are looking at your stuff and uh, you know they see you as competition. I'm sure when you got the flu 
and you couldn't do that Misty Stone scene that you're really excited about, there was someone else in the industry that was like, fuck yeah, that dude got the flu because I got the scene. Oh yeah, and most definitely, and I know that. And the thing is, and I made, I made, I made this a promise not just to myself, but to every fan that's a fan of me. And when I do come back, it's gonna be hell and high water to pay because I am attacking it, and I am in contact with every director every day, and my agency, and we're planning by ear towards when I do come back. Like, okay. You know he's back, and I have a lot of things lined up right now. Um, and next week, so forth and so on. So it's like to me right now, I'm not shooting. I'm not. But the moment, once I go back to work, it's hell to pay. It's hell to pay. And if you or anything or anyone who's standing against me and who's rooting against me, good luck. Enjoy it right now while it's lasting, but you know, I'll be back. And, and better than week. ever. Oh yeah. Oh yes indeed. And I'm hitting it better than ever and I'm attacking better than ever. So it's like for me right now, this is just a little minor step back to a major comeback. Sounds like a plan. And for the final question in the set of uh, sort of just questions about some of the serious aspects of the business of the business is there an aspect of the adult industry something about the business that uh, you do not enjoy um yes it is it's more so of like how you say like the hate the competition thing that people you know they try to wait on moments where uh, you know um, I'm out, I'm down, and I'm not filming, I'm not shooting. But it's like, for me, like, my thing is, I don't, I don't, I hate the fact that people don't think together. And in the midst of it all, it's like, for me, like I say, I support in and everybody in the industry. And it's like, when, when, when I'm shooting and I'm doing my thing, like, I support. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I actually, like, make it a statement that I support people and I support my peers and I support my brothers and so forth and so on. But if people can come together and actually support each other and make this industry a unity and a unit, a lot will be better off for a lot of people. But the fact of the matter is, you know, that it never happened because people and egos. But for me, that's why I have a circle and a power circle of successful people that I deal with on a day-to-day basis other than that, I mean, hey, if that's yours, then teach his own. If you like it, I love it. But at the end of the day, like, you're going to see the circle of success. You're going to see a power circle this year. And nice. everybody's going to move as a unit and as a whole. And there's no ego. There's no, oh, I'm better than him or he's better than me. Uh-huh. And it's like, the thing is, for me, like, honestly, it's like, you know, me and Flash Brown is mostly... The two guys right now is interracial who leads porn right now. And Shout out to Flash like Brown. Like like, yes, like he's right here. In the, he's right here next to me. Oh, that's so what's like up. Shout out to Flash Brown. You know he's supposed to oh, yeah, be coming on the station. Just an FYI, but uh, he's been lost in the matrix. Yeah, so it's like you know, just like I say, like even like I, I was talking about this a few minutes ago. When I see a good scene, I retweet it. 
I support it. I quote it. And because that's what porn needs. So, like, for me, it's like, what is it for anybody else to do that? It's not no, it's not no one better than him. Oh, he's seen you better. Oh, he got her. No. No. Like, support that. Tweet that. Because when I have a scene and it's hot, I will want somebody to do the same thing to me. And if they don't, I don't look for it. But for me, I, I'm not going to expect everybody to be like me, so that's what I do. And I do me in every aspect of me doing me because I am me. I can't expect for everybody to be like me. I can't expect for everybody to do the same thing that I mm-hmm. do because yeah. they're not me. That's very true. Am I a part of the power circle? Oh, man. She was my first radio interview. And now I'm still back on you, on your radio station, doing another interview. So, yes, you are a part of it. Okay, I just wanted to, I just wanted, like, verbal confirmation. <laughs> you already know. You already know, Poppy. Sounds good, man. I support Poppy Fuller Radio every day, all day. Fantastic. And we support the Rob Piper 100%. Most definitely. Absolutely. Switching up the tone, getting away from the serious questions. Well, this one, I guess, maybe could be considered serious-ish, but uh, you've been in the game for, for a bit of time. My question for you is about romance. Is it at okay. all difficult trying to develop a romantic relationship while doing the work that you do, in your opinion? Um, In my opinion, I'm going to say yes and no. I'm going to say yes because I know for sure I can't have a typical relationship. And I will never have a typical relationship. I'll never deal with a typical person. Like, my lifestyle that I live is, is business. So the fact that you may not see business, I couldn't see you and I couldn't be with you because the fact of the matter is I want somebody who challenges me and I want somebody who's a hustler and a person who's actually understands me for me and wants to build me for me, not for what I have, or try to take me away from what I do. So a person's going to build me, they're going to build me for me and not for whatever materialistic reason that there is possible. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Focusing back on you and uh, Rob Piper in general, how often do you work out and do you consistently have to watch what you eat in particular when you know that there's a scene coming up, a shoot coming up? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think me working out is like four or five times a week. Um, Do I have to watch what I eat? Yes. Do I have to monitor certain things? Yes, I do. But it's like, you know, if you work hard, you got to play hard. So it's like, for me, I definitely have to watch what I eat, and I definitely work out four to five times a week. Okay. To shave or not to shave, that is the question. And yes, I'm talking about down there, but I'm also talking about just in general manscaping. Shave. Shave. (laughs) Shave it. I'd rather everything feel like a peach. Oh, right. <laughs> no hair the better. All right, Mr. Peach. <laughs> I think I just killed Rob Piper. <laughs> nah, I'm here. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I'm alive. In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? Man, um, I'm gonna say my brain. Okay, Doctor um, Phil. Just, 
just, just, just, just cause. Like, I was raised with a very, very intellectual man who is no longer a part of, you know, society. My grandfather, um, my uncle. Like, I was taught a lot of knowledge. I hung out with a lot of older people. So it's like, opposed to me living life early and living life fast, I've learned a lot from my mistakes and I actually had the knowledge before I actually made those mistakes from people who lived life way before me. So, you know, I, I would say the sexiest side of me is my brain, just me as a man, my statue. Okay, so what about the flip side of that? In your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least? <laughs> my feet. <laughs> All right, now. You got some, like, um, eagle talons or some shit? Or toe jam? Nah, I play, toe jam? I play, I, play, I play football, so it's like, you know. Corn. You know, like every, and... man, every man who played some kind of sport, child, you know, they're not very appealing of their feet okay but, I you mean, got like feet, some corn a better a little bit of oh, corn toe jams i'm just sometimes i'm a little bit too hard on myself oh um, okay. i shouldn't but i mean it just it all comes with the fact of being humble and not you know thinking you are this person or that person when you should be just leveled and grounded that's who you are so i try to stay grounded and i'm not a person that i take compliments well like i don't know kind of get like shy or, whatever it is because I don't never want to get a big head about anything I have or anything how I look or whatever it is so okay. being that way I think it's best okay watch out for the toe jam <laughs> for sure. exactly and uh, on the complete flip side in your opinion what part of the female body is the sexiest and why Oh, man. I think the most sexiest thing of a female body is her smile. And yeah, most definitely her feet. But a smile can tell you a lot about a female. Yeah, that's you what Shanice I mean? said. Like, you, when you see a woman smile, you can determine a lot about her day, her life, how she lives, the way she lives, and what she has going on, what she's inconsiderate about. What she is like, just have a low self esteem or high self esteem about her towards, etc. So, I would definitely say that. Okay, let's go back to your body and let's talk about your tattoos. How many okay. tattoos do you have? What are they of? And are more coming? Um, I have 17. Um, every tattoo on me is. It's, it's some part of my life, some part of what I've been through or what is going on in my life or who is a part of my life or what has happened in my life. So every tattoo is very meaningful on my body. And do I plan on getting more? I would love to, but no. Okay, 17 is enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, the crazy part of it is it don't, it don't seem like it's 17. But by me having both sleeves done, my legs, my back, and my stomach, and that stuff gets rid of I guess the next thing would be like a Mike Tyson face thing. Oh, okay, that's my favorite. Okay. That's the moneymaker. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> okay, 
There's a story that I want you to repeat for our listeners, okay. just in case they didn't tune in to the original interview, because I remember this story to be quite fascinating. Okay. And uh, the story is, I want you to share with the listeners how and when you lost your virginity. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was... It, it's yeah. just, it's one of those stories. I promise I won't ask every time, but, I mean, it has been a yeah, year and a half. It's funny. It's funny. Um, actually, um, I was with my family, and if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the same story, but my cousin told this girl that it was my birthday, and it really wasn't my birthday, and mind you, he was this can be considered as rape, <laughs> but I was, I was, I wasn't even a teen yet. And my cousin said, you know, that's my, you know, it's his birthday, seven, 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 six, seven. And it led to me getting paid from this woman till this woman actually having sex with me because at a certain age, I had, I guess, a penis that was a little bit that should have been on my body or should be on my body. Um, it was I was a little bit younger than my penis, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that was the story. I was told my cousin told the female that it was my birthday and I got an early birthday present at eleven years old. And Rob Piper <laughs> was born. Yes, he was. I have a lot of interesting stories. I believe it. Like <laughs> I believe it. We could fill up a whole show about that, so Man. we'll focus on that the next time. For sure. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Rob Piper that might surprise some people. Um, you'll be amazed how intellectual I am. Um, if you sit down and hold a conversation with me. Um, people see me they kind of judge me. They kind of have a perception of, you know, who I am, like how I am, the way I may be. But it's like once people meet me, they talk to me and sit down and hold a conversation with me. Like, they were like, wow, I never thought you were like this or this type of person. And for me, I kind of take it offensive because it's like, well, damn, like, who do you think I was? And it's like, you know, it's crazy, but that's how society is today. It's like people are really judge you before they try to get to know you. And that's bad. Absolutely. I knew Rob Piper was a big nerd. <laughs> Just a little bit, not too much. Exactly. Describe yourself in ten words or less. Ten words or less? Man. I'm just going to say upper echelons. Okay, I approve. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, uh, amazing, phenomenal, up and coming man of business. I think that was ten words. <laughs> I think that was over but ten words. I'll just be up echelon. Okay. And I think that's it for us. Sounds good. So as we start getting close to the end of the interview, I have this list of questions that are kind of pop culture oriented, and they're basically okay. designed to allow your fans to get to know some of your favorites. 
So the first question is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Now this can be a list of five of your current favorites or five oh, of your oh, all-time great. favorites. Just five TV shows. Five great TV shows. So number one, I'm going to say Martin. Good so choice. Number two, I'm going to say Wayne and Brothers. Nice. So number three, I'm going to say Sons of Anarchy. So number cool. four, I'm going to say The Wire. And awesome. number five, I'm going to say Scandal. Good choices, man. Very good choices. Were you the one that helped find Olivia Pope? Woo! I would love to be Olivia Pope. <laughs> she hasn't had black dick in a while, so you got to be gentle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just love her lips. She's a very beautiful black woman. I agree. Very. Next question. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Oof, man, that's amazing. I'm going to say Michael Jackson, of course. I'm going to say Babyface. I'm going to say um, Al Green. I'm going to say Stevie Wonder. And, of course, I have to say Kenny Lattimore. Okay. I like that. It's a very, very soulful collection of uh, oh, yeah. of names. I love nice. What are three of your most favorite films? Whew. Ouch. Three most favorite films. Um, I am, I'm going to say The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I'm going to say I have to say John Q. With Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going on with Denzel for days. So I'm going to say John Q. I'm going to say Wolf of Wall Street. And I'm going to go back and touch on. I have to say. Which one? Jason Derrick. Oh, okay. That's a good choice. Yeah. Back in the day. And the reason why, the reason why I picked all three of those, there's a lot of movies I can say, but I'm going to spread it to that because there's some areas in every moment of these movies that correspond to life right now, today that we did not and those situations that lead to you having to make a major sacrifice, and no matter who it is, the world, family, friends, loved ones, or whatnot, but you got to actually live your life for yourself. And you got to actually fight for what you believe in and die for what you believe in. And I think those moments, you know, you know, they represent everything of right now where we live and how we get to this. Okay. I get that. What are two foods you can't live without? Oh, man. I can't live without sushi. And I can't live without gumbo. Oh, okay. Nice. Fish and gumbo. Sounds good. I need to have oh, yeah. some gumbo. I have never had really good gumbo before. Oh, uh, man. You, 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 
you got to put something together. We got to go to New Orleans. And you got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to come down and I'll go back down there with you. And I'm, I, I, I take it to Mama's kitchen. Sounds I like a plan. Mama, I, let, I let my mama put something together real tight. Sounds like a plan, man. Awesome. And the last question in this set, what is one of your guilty pleasures? Hmm. It's it's up to you. Whatever you think is a guilty pleasure. I think my guilty pleasure is oral sex. That's a guilty pleasure. Okay. I can't explain it, but I'll let a person come on your radio show that I actually had a scene with, and I want you to ask them that question. Why is that a guilty pleasure? Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy. Sometimes I hear I even do it. And it's sad. It's sad. But I love doing it. Mm-hmm. You're a kind of linguist. So as we start wrapping things up, I want to talk a little bit about some upcoming stuff for you. And something that we, I think, briefly chatted about during the previous interview was the idea of this clothing line that you're going to be coming out with. So can you share with the listeners a bit about the clothing line, the company, and, and what they should expect from in the near future in regards to that? Um, that is something that definitely is a part of my passion, my soul. Like, I love fashion. So I think fashion is a great expression of life. A very special of that person, and you know, to me, like my line will represent. It's, 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 it's like Baskin and Robbins, thirty-one flavors. You know what I mean? So it's like for me, I like to take fashion and not really bring into the fashion world, bring into my world of fashion, and you know, RFS and Triple R, real rich and reckless, actually the portion of success will actually elevate a different level of fashion. If you look at my Instagram, if you look at from New Year's till right now, and everything that I ever had on is mine is custom made. And nice. I just love fashion. I love fashion. I love fashion. And even for women, you know, I love to be a woman and something sexy and flowy. And it don't have to be always tight, but it actually shows off of who she is as a woman. But a woman has to wear nothing tight or uh, like, you know, so like this bloody to feel like she's sexy. Like, I want to show you how to be sexy and be a woman in class at the same time. And actually for a man, it's just, it's just very upscale, elegant, like this apparel of form-fitting clothes that hits your body and then it towards fitting you. And that style of person who has your position around your body. So it's like my clothing line will actually elevate and will actually just put out an expression, like, so my representative instead of you going out and say how you feel, the fashion speaks for you. Okay, cool. So that's Righteousness, Fortune, and Success, RFS. Yes, it is. RFS is my initial, but it stands for success, righteousness, fortune, success. That's all things people want in life. Absolutely. So, if you want to write, then do it. Be a part of it. Support it. 
Definitely. Absolutely. Everybody is real. Everybody who is rich, they all record with money or whatever it is that they have. So it's like with a free expression. Definitely. I like both of the names. Righteousness, fortune and success and real, rich and reckless. You mentioned earlier in the interview a website. So can you share yeah. with the listeners a little bit about this official site that's in the works? What can they expect oh. from a an official Rob Piper website? Well, the domain name is already called www.piper.com. And what you can expect from it is a battle between good people. And evil is the dark side. It's a very high energy, the passionate, aggression, the dominant female who just love the high intensity, that passion, that just crazy, just that crazy itch or just energy. That good side is the passionate, the soft, the sexy, the sensual female who just loves to be sensually penetrated but with pleasure and passion and it's going to be a battle on both sides and I struggle between being an aggression and dominant person and being a passionate smooth sensual person because this is all different types of females that I deal with so it's like I have to know how to play both sides and play the role on this fight and my website will give you nothing but high energy, nothing but passion, nothing but clean, crisp, HD, beautiful women that actually want to give you a above and beyond the well of me. Sounds good, man. So when can the listeners expect this to debut? I'm expecting my website to launch this summer. Sounds you will see, good. Uh, you will see promotional trailers of it within the next month. Okay. So right now, I'm already in motion of making my trailer of just an introduction, a promotional trailer of introduction to my website. Fantastic, man. Congratulations. I can't wait to see it. And certainly, we're going to have to have you back on over the summer to talk oh, all yeah, about the website. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Sounds good. And I also heard a little bit about uh, a GQ magazine interview. Can you tell the listeners oh, a bit about yeah. that? I am actually doing a GQ interview um, with Pornhub for GQ Magazine. And when it will be released, I will keep you formally updated. But I'm doing an interview on just sex talk and pleasure, you know, just masturbation and orgasm. But everything of sexual pleasure from man, from a man's side to a female side. And I will have female co-host to actually host the interview with me as well so it's like it's going to be a real good interview I'm very stoked and very happy about it you know, shout out to uh, 
and you know it's pretty dope. So I really can't wait. I'm just pretty stoked about it. Fantastic, man. Sounds exciting. So you've got all these fantastic projects coming up. I know that you have several that you can't talk about right now, so we're certainly going to have you back on so you can talk about them when you can. So my question for you is, how can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web so that they can keep up to date with what's going on with Rob Piper? Hook them up with uh, your social media and all the goodies. My fans can reach me at Twitter at Rob Piper Triple X. That's R O B P I P E R X X X on Twitter. And you can reach me on Instagram at Dario Rob Piper. That's D A R E A L R O B P I P E R. Fantastic. I, I love that you spelled it out. Hooked on Phonics oh, yeah, no, worked for you. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got some out there. You got you to gotta really walk through. You got to walk every step, every step of the way with it. So, you know. Exactly. That's very true. I don't want nobody misconstruing anything. So, it's like, you know, I had a couple of people who had fake pages up on me. So, it's like, I had to go ahead and make certain things a social media official and legitimate for myself. So, absolutely. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview, Rob Piper. Is there anything that you would uh, like to say? Good. You're welcome, man. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to say, you know, I've been thankful and I appreciate all my fans and supporters from 2013 to 2014 to now. I think you probably truly have actually been a number one representing fan and supporter of me since the moment I first walked in the door. And I just want to say thank you guys. I love you. And this year will most definitely be a promising year that you guys will love and appreciate everything I have in store for you guys. Sounds good, man, and very exciting. I can't wait to see what 2015 brings for Rob Piper, especially since it started off with a huge bang with a two AVN Award wins, including Best Male Newcomer. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know... Piper gang stand up, we here, and we're going to make these wheels wide. We're going to ride these wheels till they fall off. So I'm ready. I know you guys ready, and we, 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 it's going to be a good year. I'm ready. So I hope you guys ready, because I got a lot in store for you. Fantastic, man. Well, you know what, Rob? I got to thank you so much for the interview. You know, thank you for coming back on and for chatting with us here, you know, allowing the listeners to get to know exactly what's been going on with you for this past year and a half. And of course, you know, I have to once again, congratulations on the wins at the AVNs. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Follow us on Twitter by going to Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash Poppy Chulo Radio and like us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com forward slash Poppy Chulo Radio. With that, Rob Piper and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night.